We're on the top of Daftun uh, and Bays, called page 100 here. And <clears throat> we continue with the description that when Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu that Shmiyah I did not make my name known to Avram Avinu because Avram was prior to Matan Teira, and this is what Matan Teira accomplished. However, lost in love, there's going to be something even greater that the name of Avaya will be called Elohim based on the Pusik. That the name that now we consider to be unattainable and infinite, Havaya, will become our ordinary, will become Elohim. There will be such a level of a revelation that, again, this that we now consider to be unattainable, this Havaya level will become an Elohim level. And this is what it means that the infinite name of Hashem, Shmei HaGadol, literally translated as great, uh, just like we know by the Yudgim Midas it says, when Moshe Rabbeinu was campaigning for Hashem to forgive the Jewish people for the Egel Azov, he said, Hashem, Hashem, but there is a pause in between in the truck, the way it's read in the Torah, to suggest that there's two levels. There's a level of Havaya that is completely outside of this world. And then there's a level that will ultimately be revealed. The first level takes a long, long time through the, the difficulties of Gullus. And that second time, it will be, as the Pasuk says, this great light for the house of Jacob, for Beis Yaakov, that will come and it will celebrate in the light of Hashem. Like it says in the Idra Rabbah, and this is why Shema Yisroel is Havaya, is Yisroel, because it's that higher level of Baruch Shein Kavayim Machusai, is the level of Yaakov, which is the, quote, lower level, or Yehuda Tata, as explained. And this is now the next paragraph in the long right-hand column on the right-hand side, that there is a question, since Yaakov's going down into Mitzrayim, is simply the way in which this Chachmila, this loftiest level of Chachma, this most infinite level, is manifest in this physical world. So why are we calling this Gullus? And this is the process. This is the way it goes. It goes from the infinite down to the finite, and it goes via the 10 statements which Hashem created the world. And if this is the order of creation, why are we calling this Gullus and Shibu? This is the way it works. However, as it's explained, the Pasuk says, I am asleep that Gullus is comparable to sleep, that just like when a person is asleep, his eyes are closed and he doesn't see, so too in Gullus, our signs we do not see. Meaning our signs, the oisiyos, which can be translated as signs or more precisely as the letters, referring to the letters of Torah and which are a manner in which we draw down godliness from a level that is beyond this world, that fills this world. But in Gullus, you don't see it. There is, there is not this a revelation of this infinite light to our eyes. They are rather hidden. However, as the Pastor continues, although I am asleep, my heart is awake because up above, by Hashem, there is the revelation of this light. In the times of the Vesam Migdash, the Shechina that was evident down here in this physical world, fire would come down to consume the Karbanas. In the times of Gullis, the godliness is concealed. Now we understand why the Pasuk summarizes by saying, Haboy Mitzrayim, they come to Mitzrayim, that it invests the names in this physical hidden world in a manner that is concealed. And that's why it's referred to as a sleep, because it is not evident or visible to us. But above, it is that our hearts are, in fact, awake. Although it appears as if the world is just going according to its natural process, we know that it is actually being directed by us. The next paragraph continues, and it says that in addition, we can certainly say, that if there would be this revelation from this chachmi law, this infinite level of chachmi, not about data, it's not about how much more information, more dafim of Torah that we've learned. It's rather about the awareness of the infinity of Hashem, or at least a pursuit of that. Then the world would not conceal. It would, our eyes would not be, be, be concealed. As we see in the, um, the, the sparks of Geula, 
that Moshe Rabbeinu brought to us from by injecting this Chachmilah into this physical world and thus changing it. So he went to Paro and Paro said, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know this concept of infinite. And then Moshe Rabbeinu changed the nature of the world by turning the water into blood, etc. So we started to see that the world is not the dominant force. It is rather submissive to the direction of Hashem, like the story of Rav Kanina ben Doisa, that Hashem said that oil should light, but it's only said. It's not an absolute rock-solid law because Hashem can override it. And therefore he can say that, that vinegar should burn. This is that revelation of Chachm Ilah that is called this quality of Yisrael. Whereas in Gullis, there isn't any kind of such revelation that we can call Yisrael this level of Lirosh. It is simply that it is manifest through little tiny uh, flickers that make its way down here through those occasional glimpses that it breaks through the divider between what is hidden and what is evident. And this is that quality of Yaakov. From there, it radiates in the world to give it existence and sustenance from nothing into something. And therefore, the worlds, they combat it and they uh, deny it as Paro did. And that's why we do not see these oisias. That's what it means. Even though it is there, there's the same Hashem's guiding hand at every moment. It's just that we cannot see it. They're all considered only as miracles that we do not see. And this is like we say, in the, the Pasuk and Tillim, that he does wonders, the greatness of which are exclusively to him. Only Hashem knows how great they truly are. Like the common phrase that the person to whom the miracle occurs is unaware of the miracle. Why? Because the world conceals it. You know, the, I got better on my own. And the reason for this being is because we are now at the level of Yaakov and not the level of Yisrael that is receptive to and sensitive to this Chachmi Ilah. An example of this being like a concept of seichel, that a person can accumulate a lot of information and a lot of data, um, but they're not able to make a lateral application of it, like a person who knows numerous laws in, in halacha, and they know what makes an animal kosher or not kosher. But since they don't fully grasp the essence of the idea, they only grasp the information, so they have a narrow level of that chachma. They have a lot of data, but they don't have the capacity to make uh, an analogy and a reorientation so that if the situation is not exactly the way it's played out for them, they don't have that capacity to understand. When a person understands and they truly grasp the idea and they understand it and master it entirely. <clears throat> so now not only do they can they recite the laws, but they can make this sort of lateral application. And this is what we say, we recognize it from Kaddish, may the great name, infinite name, be blessed that is extended into all the hidden worlds, all those situations that tend to conceal it. Our objective is to make it evident there. That is, our request is that Hashem's Shmei Hagadol, that great name, Heishmei Rabbah, should be should 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 uh, be stripped down of all that conceals it, all those almay ome omayo, all of those different worlds. And the root of this is two concepts, which the Alter Rebbe introduces in this final paragraph of this mish, of this uh, maimer. An idea called Yisrael Saba, the ancient Yisrael, and an idea called Yisrael Zuta, the small Yisrael, because Yisrael again is the concept of the intellect, Lirosh, the level of Chachma. But the atzmas of Chachma is an unknowable. It's not about information. And you cannot grasp it. 
Uh, and it's true even if Hashem had not created the world, meaning Chachma, that we can appreciate the brilliance of creation and the glory of uh, the functionality of nature is all from creation. But it's still limited to our capacity to understand it and recognize it. The essence of Hashem's identity is independent of creation. That's this, what we get is the Netzachoy the dispatch. Remember the structure of the spheres. We have essentially three lines, the three of the intellect, beneath that are the three of the character, chesed, bur, and tiferes, and then three of the manifestation of that character. So netzach is chesed in action, hoid <coughs> is gvura in action, and so on. So those are what we call lower midas. That is, they relate only to the, the concept of creation. And this is the idea that uh, 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 develops the thought so that it is able to be manifest. It is pedestrian in the sense that it is uh, validated through its expression in the physical world, which suggests somewhat of a limitation. And this is discussed, and it, uh, and it is called this level of Yisrael Saba, the, the senior, that is, the Yidin coming to Mitzrayim, that is a drawing down from the Chachma, which is called Yisrael Saba Yisrael, the sort of the old elder. It is, they have concepts. They have these concepts, they bring down, just even at the Pshat level, they bring down the concepts of Kedusha into Mitzrayim. And therefore, Yaakov, who is the obedience, he is more that concept of the tangible, that which is manifest and we can appreciate it is the offspring. This is the Netzachoyed and Yesoyed. This is when we're starting to prep it for being pragmatic, a conceptual philosophy down into a tangible. And this is what it talks about when it says in, in Parshas Vayigash and in Shmois that Yaakov and his sons, Yaakov himself is included in the sons of Israel, of, uh, of Yisrael, because we're talking about taking this loftiest sort of abstract level, not tethered to any pragma pragmatism and bringing it down into the Yaakov level. And thus Yaakov can be described as included in the B'nai, the offspring of Yisrael. And this is that initial descent into Mitzrayim. That is, the, the concepts of Machshava should be able to come from Eretz Yisrael down into Mitzrayim, just as the Yidin literally came down into Mitzrayim, to bring it down into this limited level. What's then the second stage? That it's not only that you bring it down, that these are your thoughts. You now start to speak about it. That is, even in Mitzrayim, they can start to speak about um, the, the, uh, the, the concepts of Kedusha. And this is why it repeats in Parsha Shmois the second time that the Yidnu came down, because we're speaking here about their capacity to bring it into a more tangible, this is called the Yisrael Zuta, the sort of smaller or more tangible level. So the first level is the abstract conceptual that they bring into Mitzrayim. The second level is the more tangible, the more pragmatic described as Dibur, like you start to speak about it. And as we know, when we start to speak, we have to put a limitation on our intellect. But when the Moichen is invested within it in the Liroish, because there is, of course, a great difference between the way in which Moichen, and again, Moichen is not just about genius, but it's about the capacity to be aligned with the infinite. And it orchestrates and shapes and matures the Midas in contrast to just the natural Midas. Like we see down here, natural Midas are childish Midas. They become upset by minor matters. <clears throat> and that, uh, uh, whereas when our Midas, are developed by our intellect, beginning with our capacity to, to connect ourselves with the infinite, we are able to mature those midos so we do not become upset from such minor things 
we can't just be easily angered, etc. And that's why we call them Av Arachaman, which is the Av, the concept of intellect, the concept of infinite awareness, like the infinite contribution of the father, the development of the child, that that manifests and, be, and, and shapes the Rahman is the character. And therefore the Moichen radiate down here in this world are called Yisrael. But nevertheless, they're still called the, the minimized Yisrael. That is, even though it's Midas, it's character, it's still being orchestrated by the intellect. But it is a, a, a more tangibly driven intellect and therefore it's more, more limited. It's only drawing down the Moichen into the Midas. But Yisrael Saba is the sort of essential Midas in and of themselves. Now, from this, we manifest itself into the uh, spoken word. Just like the, the um, spoken word receives, so it is, is driven by armidas. And armidas uh, uh, are centered in the heart. And now we understand why it repeats it. And it says, these are the names of the Yidin. And again, it tells us the same information we had. But it's talking about a second level, when it's now brought down, not only in the concept, like it was initially, but it's brought down in the spoken word. And that's why uh, Yaakov is not called part of B'nai Yisrael, because Yaakov is only this sort of back. It's a shallow level. It's not the offspring of Yisrael Zuka, but it's more like a brother. It's closer to that more pragmatic oriented level of uh, Yisrael. And this is what it says that the Yidin who came into Mitzrayim Yaakov that the Dibor, this spoken word, that, that is a more tangible illustration of these infinite ideas, but by definition, it therefore is going to become more restrained, receives from this level called Yisrael Zutta and also from the level of Yaakov. That completes the first mind. On the bottom left-hand column, uh, uh, paragraph, here on Daf Nunam Beis, we begin a new mind. We begin with the quote that reads in Hebrew, The voice of my beloved, behold, it skips over mountains and it leaps over mounds. So this uh, skipping of the kets, that is, from instead of it being uh, 400 years to down to 210 years, and why the Geula Baruchnius is what is described as He is rescued from my right heart. And it says the tzaddik and the noisha. So we first have to understand what, in fact, is the idea behind Gullus. So we talk about that we go down in order to go up. I will go down with you into Mitzrayim, and I will take you up. Yes, I will take you up. And it says it will be to you as a sign that I have sent you to take the Yidden out of Mitzrayim, and they will serve Hashem on this mountain. This is how Moshe, Hashem describes to Moshe Rabbeinu on Harsinai. What's going to happen in Matan Torah? There'll be this revelation of godliness in a manner that will be comparable to seeing a person face to face. So to understand this pasuk that says Anoichi, I myself will go down into Mitzrayim. Lachira, this doesn't seem to make sense. How is it, this shayat? Only a person who is not somewhere, and now he goes somewhere else. But Hashem is everywhere. What do you mean I'm going to go into Mitzrayim? Which would seem to suggest he's not in Mitzrayim. But of course, Hashem is everywhere. This concludes the, this page.